0: Today I'm going to give you some tips on how to improve your computer networking skills. As always, everybody's journey is different, so do your own research and see what works best for you. Hopefully you can pull some ideas from this episode that can help you out along the way. So stay tuned and don't forget to click like, subscribe, and that notification bell. Welcome to Debt Free IT. I'm your host, Mike. This podcast is for anyone looking to get into the IT industry, whether it's for a career change or you are just interested, I think you come to the right place. So let's get right to it. You know how I like to do I don't like to beat around the bush. I like to get straight to the meat and potatoes of the episode. So the first tip I have to upgrade your computer networking skills is to study the networking fundamentals and also overall just get comfortable on a PC. So you need to be comfortable on a PC you know be used to not going into the settings things of that nature because most of the times if you're go in and i'm like oh let's change the ip address if you've never even done that before you're going to be kind of nervous thinking that you're going to mess up your pc so the first off you need to be comfortable around a pc and then study those networking fundamentals so along with the fundamentals you know you're going to have some networking basics such as your ip addressing so you need to be able to understand what an ip address is and then also go in, inside your pc where you can where you can go to your NIC and learn how to change your ip address if you need to so your ip addressing then you're going to look at some network protocols osi model the tcp ip protocols and then you're going to move on to the biggie which is uh, subnetting so subnetting is always a big topic for most people especially when you first get into networking but learning these basic core skills will only make you better, and not only will it make you better in networking, but any position that you're in, if you're in any kind of support position, knowing those networking basics helps out a lot. I remember when I first started in operations, being that I knew a lot, I, I was pretty good with networking, a lot of times if an issue came about, I could spot it out if it was a networking issue. I could say, oh, okay, this device ain't pinging. You know a simple basic test you can do to, to test connectivity oh this device ain't pinging something's wrong with this or either oh it's on the wrong subnet so just learning those basics ip address and network protocols osi model subnetting it's going to help you out tremendously along your journey and also a lot of this can be done via self-learning so this means that you can go to good old youtube look up some basic networking courses or you can go and buy the books, you know, for for these networking courses, or you can sign up for a school or a community college. You know, a lot of those are good. A lot of schools offer the Cisco Networking Academy. You know, if you're pursuing a four year degree, you can go on to a bigger college and not just a community college. But there's many ways you can learn these networking basics. So it's all just going to depend on the type of person you are. So the first thing I have to get better with computer networking skills is get comfortable on a PC overall, and then start studying those networking fundamentals. So the next tip I have to level up your networking skills is to set up a home lab. So pretty much having some way to practice networking and configuring networking devices, practice makes perfect. Pretty much the more you practice, the better you get. And it helps you understand some of those basic topics that I mentioned in my first uh, tip. So practice those networking skills. And some people, you have two different ways that you can set up this home lab. So some people go out and get real equipment. So this is going to be probably the most expensive route because with the real equipment, this is where you're going out and buying actual routers and switches to add to your home network. And a lot of times just using that real equipment sometimes works out better because that real equipment is going to behave different than some software. Some software may have a glitch or something where something doesn't behave the same way as their real equipment was. So a lot of guys that I know went out and got the real equipment and I can say those guys were pretty good. You know, they, they use that equipment. So then as they grew, they started adding different devices. So they started out with a router and a switch, but then as their skill set grew, they may have added in a firewall. Okay. So now they might've started adding in some of Voice services, some telecom services may have added in some IP phones, IP devices, some uh, wireless access points. You know they may have their home network running off that equipment, so it gives you that real equipment gives you time to a lot of time to practice and a lot of time to you know just go into that real equipment because sometimes it, it does behave different. Now the second option that you have may not be that expensive. Um, this the route I end up going. Because that time I ain't had the room for real equipment. I looked up real equipment. I started seeing the prices a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh, no, nah, I need to find something else. So I went to Software Wrap. So, this is pretty much where you buy a software program that emulates the network equipment. Uh, these range from free with Cisco Packet Tracer. So, it's pretty good. You know, they've done did some updates to it. It's a pretty good piece of software to go in and get some free practice. And then usually after you get after you graduate from Packet Tracer, you want something a little more powerful, a little bit more robust. A lot of times, uh, most people end up going into um, Cisco has one called CML. I think they just did an update on it. So hopefully I can do a video on that. But uh, they have CML. And then also, I ended up getting around the time, I ended up getting a Boson's Network Simulator. And so that price range is usually from i say about a hundred to 500 to buy one of these uh, pieces of software. I think with the Boson, I forgot what I paid for that. It might've been two or three, something, The uh, CML, um, has a little bit more capabilities where I think on the newer upgrade, it has some things to do with the cloud now. So this is where that software route, you know, basically I still had access to those same pieces of equipment where I can go in and configure my routers, my switches. You know, I can add some security devices, I can add some servers, but the difference was that all of mine was just in a piece of software that I loaded up on my PC where someone else may have real equipment. The difference is with the skill sets is the person with the real equipment, sometimes they may notice that, oh, the equipment behaves this way when you do this. When on that software, I might not notice that because the way the software is made, it doesn't show me that. So. It's a very small difference, but like I said, it can end up being um, pretty huge in the field because you you know how something's going to behave. But it, it wouldn't be nothing to stop me from going the software route. And also, there are other pieces of software that's free. I think called uh, Even G and GNS3. But I usually I've never used those. And um, one thing is, it's hard to. For those, you got to have the the images to put in the devices. So you got to have the Cisco images. And a lot of time it's hard to get those images legally. So in order to get them legally, you usually have to have some kind of contract with Cisco to get those images. But some people have a workaround. I'm not really sure on that. But you do have even G&G and S3. I just never went down that route. I always just either got the application and just... Pay for it, download it, everything was there. So I like the more of a fast setup. So I'm not into the long set setups where I have to go an hour or so just to set it up, just to get things working. I like to download it, install the application, open it up, and start going. So that's why I end up going the software route. But my second tip was to set up a home lab. So with that, you can use real equipment or you can use software. So the third tip I have is to practice troubleshooting. So 80% of a network engineers or any IT support person or any help desk or any desktop support, pretty much 80% of your job is probably troubleshooting. So without people having trouble, you probably wouldn't have a job. If everything just ran perfectly smooth, your IT team will be a lot smaller than what it is. So pretty much practice troubleshooting because in the long run, the better you are at troubleshooting, the easier your job will be. Because with troubleshooting, you have all kind of issues. The good thing is a lot of times it tends to be the same issues, but every once in a while you'll get hit from the left with uh, something that you never saw before. But learning to troubleshoot is a good thing. You know, a lot of people like to use, if you go back to my first tip which is learning those networking basics learning that osi model a lot of people like to use the osi model with troubleshooting where they start at layer one which is that physical layer and then start working their way up so the physical layer may be okay Is the cables plugged in do i have lights on the back of the device okay it's things up then that layer two you know you start going and looking at your mac address okay do i see a mac address on the switch so some people use those layers and then you go up the layers until you um, find your issue. And if the issue, if you're in networking, and if that issue isn't in layers one through three, a lot of times it may not be your issue. But just practicing troubleshooting and knowing those networking basics will help you out in the long run. Because if it's not your issue, not something you can resolve, and you're working on it for an hour just because that person may have called you, if you had been practicing troubleshooting and you know the basics, no networking basics, you could have been quickly spotted out using that OSI model that, oh, it's not my issue. This is an application issue. You need to contact this person. So being good at troubleshooting, a lot of times on interviews I've seen some companies have some sort of troubleshooting setup just to see how you attack troubleshooting, where some people might just dive into it, start trying to work through it. But if you come up with a system, usually in the textbooks is It tells you to use uh, the OSI model most of the time. So you have different little systems you can use, whichever one you're comfortable with. But you want to get used to using that system because a lot of times it'll help you get to your resolution a whole lot quicker. So my third tip, practice troubleshooting. If you're finding value in this episode and you're listening on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app, please leave me a review or a comment. And if you have a friend that needs to hear this, Please share this episode with them. So the fourth tip I have to level up your networking skills is to pursue some networking certification. So you done went through step one, two, and three. You done pretty much learned the networking basics. You done practice your troubleshooting. You done you got a home lab set up via either real equipment or software. So next you want to start working towards some sort of certification. Or if you're going to school, this could be you just working towards a degree, a degree and a certification. So it's whichever way you want to play it, and you you decide what's best for you. So this certification, pretty much going through that process of studying and preparing for a certification, is gonna help increase your skill set a lot because you're gonna to have to prepare for the certification, take the certification, and then hopefully pass that certification. So then you're gonna have the credentials that say, "Oh, I know this. I know Cisco networking. I know." network plus i know this so it shows that you're proficient in that field and that you're capable of learning it and also learning more so some of the certifications you may could go after as far as for networking i'm gonna start with um not gonna say the easiest because none of them is easy but i'm just gonna start with this here is also the cheapest it's probably the new cisco ccst networking certification so this certification i think is roughly around about a hundred dollars or so 120 somewhere around there but it's a very entry-level networking certification to get your feet wet. And then next, you have that CompTIA Network Plus, which everyone knows about the CompTIA Network Plus. Uh, CompTIA, they've been around for a long time. They're, um, it's a respected certification. Most people probably have heard of CompTIA Security Plus, which is a real big security certification for anyone get, trying to go the security route or any kind of government security, anything of that nature a lot of times, especially the government, a lot of times they're going to require that CompTIA Security Plus, so they also have a Network Plus. So then, if you don't want to do that route, you want to go towards something uh, a little bit more, you have the Cisco CCNA, which is the usually the first level networking cert coming from Cisco, so it's a Cisco Certified Networking Associate. You know, it's a, it's a pretty good cert also, so you just pretty much want to depend on which route you're trying to go. If you're going to the total networking route, I would probably say the Cisco CCNA. But if you're going security, I may say the CCNT, CCST. Then maybe a Network Plus. Then going into security, or it just depends on what type of security you're going into. So for that part, you're gonna have to do your own research. You know, if you need any help, anything, you can reach out to me. I can provide my feedback on it. You know, as always, you know, I'm still gonna recommend you do your own research, but I can not provide feedback. But my fourth tip. Is to start pursuing those networking certifications. So my fifth and my last tip is to just be patient, be persistent, and be curious. So pretty much you can't get good at any of the last four topics that I gave or the last four tips that I gave to get good at networking without being patient, persistent, and curious. So it's not gonna happen overnight. You know, if you want to be good at networking or anything in general. You pretty much need to keep at it, and your skills will improve over time. So you don't want to like your skills is going to improve over time, and then also you want to make it to where it's not a chore or it's not like something that you dread doing. So you know you you probably want to get it to where you are genuinely interested in it. So if you're just going in it for the money, you'll probably get burnt out because yeah, the, the pay is somewhat pretty good, but if that's the only thing you're interested in and you're not really interested in networking or security or anything else, a lot of times you're probably going to get burnt out because you're not interested in it. So it's going to be more of a pain doing it. So especially trying to learn it. So you want to make it to where, you know, you enjoy learning it, which that's kind of hard to say, cause nobody enjoys that. So, but you want to kind of make it that way to where you're genuinely interested in networking where you can put yourself on some sort of schedule to learn and practice. And then just being persistent and just being the consistency, it'll start compounding, similar to compound interest. So do a little bit, do a little bit. Then they'll start adding up, adding up. Your skill set start growing and growing. And next thing you know, you'll be a network engineer. And then I can holler at you to borrow some money. So, (laughs) So like I said, be persistent, be curious and stay with it so that brings me to the end of this episode it, hopefully you found some value in this episode you can pull something from it you know if you found anything please let me know other than that if you're on instagram or tiktok you can follow me at debt free and it if you have any questions or anything you can email me at debt free IT at gmail.com other than that i'll see you next week peace